Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. We're here in studio. I'm your host, Jesse, who is with me, as always, always, is Jehazel. How are you? What's going on, everyone? It's nice to be in the room. It is. I love this room. I, we do the YouTube stuff, which is great, and, and I love that we can do it quick and get it out there, and that's great, but you and me sitting here talking like this, this is so much fun for me. Mm-hmm. It, really it reminds me of actually a sitting around a table, kind of what we do whenever we're together. <laughs> Just talk about movies. Yeah. Or argue about movies. That's yeah. what it used to be more than anything. Yeah. We don't argue as much anymore about it. No. We just avoid certain topics. Honey no. <laughs> <I need> up. <laughs> uh, so this episode is a little bit different. Ready for coffee A little bit talk? more on the fly. We don't really have coffee talk. There's no coffee talk today, but let me tell you right now, this H2O I'm drinking is some <laughs> of the water best. Talk. Water talk. Now, does this come from your faucet? <laughs> it comes from the ground, um, filtrated through the earth. Um, actually, I think it's city water, so no. It city, so there's chlorine. There's chlorine in this water. Okay. I, I thought I tasted a hint of chlorine. Uh, Could, now, does that city water mix with the city? Mix with, mic. Does it mix with the city sewage water? How does that work? I don't. It's part of the filtration system. Okay. You know, it's a circle. Circle. Life. Circle of life. This is gross. What we're talking about is gross. Yeah. Anything, anything new, any movies you've been watching that are, that are new. Uh, so at the, con- at the time, man, I am all over the place. <laughs> at the time of this recording, uh, we actually just went and watched Sonic too. Did you go? Night. Yes. I went to the drive-in and watched it. Fantastic. Um, I've heard some other family talk about it cause they wouldn't seen it as well. Yeah. And they said it was great. Yeah. It, was great. it is. It's really good. Uh, Jim Carrey's hilarious. I, again, uh, that's good. Lots of nods to the video game in this movie. Another thing that I've heard, so that's um, good. And very 90s nostalgic with the soundtrack. A lot of people are saying it's like top three best video game movies. Video game movie yeah. ever made. In terms of being able to tell a good story, the CGI and the animation looks really good. And then to throw in nods to the, the game, mm-hmm. the, the love of the game, what the game was even about, you know? That's incredible because people make a lot of video game movies. Yeah. Most of them are trash. Right. You know what they are? I've never seen Uncharted. I don't think very many fans of the game like the movie. Yeah. That's that's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. Are you going to adapt something and the fans of the original thing don't like it? Right. That's not good. Same thing can be said with a book. Or it just doesn't correlate well even for movie lovers who haven't played the game yeah, the stories don't typically grip and stuff. That's true. That's uh, true. I think the Prince of Persia movie was one like that. Jake Gyllenhaal and I uh, can't remember her name, lady from uh, the Second Kingsman movie or the Last Kingsman movie. Oh, made in that she was in. The- what is her name? She was in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't think of her name. Give ooh. It's also got Ben Kingsley in it. Her name is, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not going to look it She's up. She's a good actress, though. Yeah. She was in the Clash of the Titans movies, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, watch that. Uh, what else? I've heard Michael Bay's Ambulance is very good as well. A lot of people like it. Yeah. Like one of his best movies. Wow. That's what people say. It's saying a lot, because Michael Bay's got a lot of explosive movies. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That was good. That was good. Uh, Just bravo. Can I just... I don't care. <laughs> Please. 
You're making me blush. <laughs> I'm just going to say chef's kiss to that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, other than watching the Moon Knight stuff. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like I've been bu- too busy to watch a movie. Oh, like, I know. I've been tired in the evening, so. I don't know if it's any. Uh, I won't say that. Uh, we watched Knives Out. We watched this movie that we're preparing to talk about here today. <laughs> we watched. It might be it. There's something else I watched, I think, by myself without here, but I don't remember. Moon Knight, obviously. Which we're torn on. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, you know, go check out the uh, the YouTube if you want to hear our full thoughts, but torn, mm-hmm. to say the best, to say the least. Okay, what are your thoughts on the fact that Will Smith is not allowed to go back to the Oscars for 10 years? I'm I'm kind of shocked that they would ban him. Ban, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh... Doesn't it kind of feel a little bit like it's just a slap on the wrist? No, no. Does that mean he can't win an Oscar? I'm assuming. for ten years. But he's been acting for two decades, mm-hmm. and this is his first one. Yeah. Does he really think he's gonna get another one in the next ten years? Probably not. So that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. He should probably just retire, and maybe he should. Well, we're getting another I Am Legend movie. Probably win an Oscar for that. It's a lot bigger deal, I think, that Netflix is, like, pulling his stuff. What is? That's big to me. I'm like, ooh, that's somebody taking a stance on something controversial. I like it. Yeah. What if he wins an Oscar for the next I Am Legend movie and Chris Rock goes up and accepts it for him? Oh, gosh. That would be a slap in the face. Oh, gosh. Still seeing the memes everywhere. Yeah, you're going to bro. Long, long time. A little while. Oh my gosh, I'm looking through some of this stuff and it's just here. What are you what are your thoughts on the fact that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are engaged again? Are they really? You know, I thought that that is interesting, don't get me wrong. It's interesting. Don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. I was more shocked to see Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating. I thought she was He's like 10 years older than he I is. I thought she was married to Jason Sudeikis. I, I don't know. Apparently not. Because her and Harry Styles are dating. That's a thing. We are talking about a bunch of stuff that I do not care we about. We don't. Yeah. And listen, folks, we really don't care about this. But you know what? We are a movie and film entertainment podcast. And I think there has to be some banter with this. We should make fun of these people because they are celebrities. And they deserve to be made fun do of. Do you mean like... Hey, Jada, I really like your hair made fun of? No. No. That's inappropriate, and you need to stop. But I am also bald. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, solidarity, sister. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> is that what that means? <laughs> That's, yeah, this is some form of solidarity, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I like having a bald head. I think Will Smith should shave his head in solidarity. He would. He has. Not in solidarity. Oh. You're shaving your head in solidarity. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I had hair two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I didn't. Anyways, on to the next topic. The movie that we are reviewing today is, uh, you picked it. Go ahead. You, yeah, you picked uh, it. 2022's Death on the Nile. Rated PG-13, has a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Starring 
Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Come on, man. Russell Brand, Michael Rose, Orlando Seal. Uh, bunch of people, but why is this so confusing? Looking at cast list, I know you, why. You even have like the main cast is at the end because you got Gal <laughs> Got It, Army Hammer, Rosie <laughs> Leslie. They're all like towards the end of it. Why are you saying their names so funny? I don't know. Gal Gadot, Letitia Wright's in there. Who's great? Ali Fazal. Fazal. Yes. Army Hammer. He's in a lot of hot water these days. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting cat. Uh, yeah, not a great like, actor. No, but <laughs> problematic to say the least. Yeah, him and Johnny Depp should uh, start a podcast or fan or club. Yeah, in prison together, maybe because yeah. that's where he deserves to be. I don't know about Johnny Depp. I think Johnny Depp's kind of getting raked over the coals for some stuff that. But oh, I have no idea. I don't know okay. the guy, so I don't know. So, plot of the movie, and this is a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, but um, plot of the movie is the, the detective Perot, Perot, Poirier, Poirier. Poirier. Kenneth Branagh's great in oh, everything. Yeah. Let me just start there. But and He directed these. I know he did. I know. And he directed something else. Maybe he didn't. He just won an Oscar for something. Was it for this? I don't know. He directed Hamlet in 1996. Look at that. Tenet. He played in Tenet. I was going to say he didn't direct Tenet. Oh, he played Hamlet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this is a sequel to Murder on the Air Express, though. But the premise of this movie is there's a death on the Nile. That's the whole story. So a couple gets married, and then they go on their honeymoon in Egypt. While they're on their honeymoon in Egypt, um... On on that boat down the Tigris, which I'm assuming the name of the boat is Death on the Nile, right? That's the premise. The boat was called Death on the Nile. I thought it was just called Death on the Nile because they were on the Nile River. Oh, they're on the Nile. And there was a death. So the boat's still called Death. Death on the but Nile. But Death is not the name of the boat. <laughs> the looks you're giving me. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff we need on video. <laughs> yes, there's a death. And they're on the Tigris. No, they're on the Nile. <laughs> you are in denial. <laughs> it's not the Tigris. Are there crocodiles in denial? Wish for something crazy. Say, 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 say I want the Nile. Vera said that like six times during the movie. <laughs> I wish for the Nile. <laughs> this movie started off very risque. You think? <laughs> Like, I was like, what are we doing? I looked at Mariah, and I'm just like, what the heck are we watching? And it was like 37? Yeah, 1930s. 30, it was right after World War II. No, right after World War One. No, two. World War One was in the... No, it's opened up in World War One, but this took place in the 30s after World War II, because it was 20 years later. World War II was in the 30s. No, it wasn't. No, that's what I'm saying. So it took place before World War II. No, after. It, was, it took place in 19, like, 35 or 36 or 37. You do know when World War II was, right? World War II ended in 34. No. Yes, it did. 45. Pearl Harbor was 1942. Dang, well, do I have my lions <laughs> crossed? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a great bit, you guys? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So it's pre World War II, post World War One, because he was in World War One, and that black and white scene at the beginning is phenomenal. Yeah, I wanted to see that entire movie. Mm-hmm. And not to get off topic here, but have you noticed like we're getting a lot more World War One movie scenes and stuff? We had 1917. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We just did uh, we second did? Kingsman movie. Third, but yeah, yeah the or, Kingsman, the, third, the Kingsman, World War One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really cool. I I'm really enjoying it. I hope we get another more from the American side of World War One film. A lot of I think World War Two, and I don't want to say it in a negative light because there's been a lot of good World War Two movies, but it kind of got overplayed. Yeah, like that was the war that everybody was choosing to make movies about, and then now they're realizing they're like, oh well, there's a whole lot of untapped storytelling that we could do if we just go back a little bit further, mm-hmm. which I think is great because it's such a different. Technology came so far between those two wars. If you go back to World War One, it's almost like it's a different world. Yeah. Because, you know, they're still using planes with fabric for wings and stuff yeah. back then. So it was, it's, and they were still using horses. I know, and that's great. And I would love to see more stuff in that era. Yeah. This movie, unfortunately, didn't stay in that era. It moved on to the 37, which was right before World War Two, yes. And then they boarded... The Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens up after uh, you do the black and white intro scene, which is just about Kenneth Branagh's character, uh, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And and then his wife, well, it wasn't his wife then, but she obviously uh, married him. What do you think about his face getting all jacked up? That's crazy. That's question of a biological sort. Okay. Say you had scarring on your upper lip. Yeah. Do you think you would still be able to grow facial hair? You know, I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't know. Because I, I want to say like he no. would damage the follicles that would yeah. grow that. Uh, maybe he joined Hair Club for Men. I don't know. And, and I mean, it was a great, it was, it was lazy and it was cheesy. But she's just like, it was her showing that she still cared about him, mm-hmm. which was great in that scene. She's like, you'll grow a beard. Or you grow a mustache and you'll hide it, hide the scarring. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then my very next thought was, he's not growing a mustache. He's never growing a mustache ever again. Yeah. And that character is well known for being like, okay, he's got an elaborate, beautiful mustache. I get it. But I'm going to, I'm going to caveat that with a but every time we talk about this because, but moving on. Mm -hmm. Then it, uh, he's in Egypt. Yep. He's in Egypt looking at the pyramids and he sees his friend, who I'm pretty sure was from the other movie. Yes. Did it's you... been a while. I watched Murder on the Orient. Okay. I don't want to <clears throat> get too far into our thoughts about either movie. Let's mm-hmm. lay out the groundwork. The groundwork's here because yeah. I have lots of thoughts, but mm-hmm. I want to save some of that until later. Yeah. Um, what did you think just from that segment there to when the the, the married couple asked him to join them? You know what I mean? What do you think about all that setup? Because you have Army Hammer's character yes. dancing with the other woman. Gal Gadot. No, the oh, other one first. His fiance. His fiance at the time. Yeah. Very provoc- provocatively, in a manner in which 37, they would not allow that. They would make them leave. Well, they were in another country, too. We don't know what the other countries were okay. like at that time. All right. So let's just. And it, that was a very extended scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why? That's Army Hammer. This is not okay. <laughs> if you want to know what I'm talking about, and you're a listener here, 
Google it because I'm not going to tell you, mm-hmm. but Google it and yep. then it'll change your perspective on Army Hammer. Yeah. Her, the two girls are friends. Yes. The fiance and now Gal Gadot who's comes into the picture. She tells him to go dance with her. I don't remember how that happens. They were, she, she tells him, yeah, to dance, like they, the dance and stuff, which at that time, it wasn't uncommon for people to dance, like, you know, dance with. Okay. The way they were dancing <laughs> was a different story. Because Mariah even asked me, she's like, why would she have him go, go dance with him? I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with dancing with somebody else. But, yes. and at that time, it was common to be like, oh, hey, you want to dance? You know, just but dance it was with like people. But they were hips four feet apart. Yeah. I'm only going to touch your shoulders type of dancing yeah. back then. Yeah. Not this. Yeah. This was, uh, I don't know what this was. It was, it was. it was inappropriate. It was dirty dancing. Yes. In the 30s. Without Swayze. It was 30 dancing. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> 30 dancing <laughs> never put baby in a corner anyway fast forward the very next scene is them getting married Gal, Gal, Gal Gadot and Army Hammer I'm saying her name wrong and I'm sorry Gal, Gal I, I love you you're a national treasure let's just go with Gal but I like um they're getting married mm-hmm. so obviously he left his fiance for for Gal I'll be honest I don't even remember her name in the movie was her name death on the Nile she is not death. Okay, so for we're just going to call her Diana Prince. Because that's what she is in every movie. She's Wonder Woman in everything. In everything. Lynette. Lynette. Okay. And Simon was Army Hammer. Simon and Lynette get married, and they're on their honeymoon yeah. with a bunch of other people. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. Traveling with their friends and family mm. around uh, Egypt. Uh and the old fiance keeps getting in the way. He keeps interfering. Yeah. Just, just like go somewhere else. Like stalking them. Just go somewhere else. Yeah. And she was a creeper, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had a sinister yeah. line. Yeah. So bravo to her. She was wearing red and just like cheesing. So to get away from her, they board the Death on the Nile. They ask Kenneth Branagh's character to go with them. More for like protection, I think. Yeah, which what's what's he gonna do? His job is to solve solve murders. it after it happens, yeah. not like a bodyguard to prevent it from happening. Yeah, but so he goes, and they're all on they're all on the boat looking at stuff. Everything leading up to pre death mm-hmm. on the Nile, I thought was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was you know it was flamboyant, and it was kind of reminded me of a. Great Gatsby esque, yeah, feel not quite as as well done, yeah. And it's it's laid out that Lynette has money, mm-hmm. yeah. So obviously, wealthy. she's the one that's going to end up death mm-hmm. in the Nile. <laughs> Is it too too much? Can I stop? That's all right. Keep okay, going. we're gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, so they stop at the one place, the tombs. Mm-hmm. And things get real weird there, too. Yeah. We get... So weird. Why? I did. And I think it was just a... I think it was just a, hey, they're on their honeymoon. They love each other. I'm like, you're showing... And they don't even really show anything. No. It's just weird groping. It's weird yeah. groping. 
in very public places. I'm like, you're not even in the privacy of your own, like, death on the Nile room. You're you're on top of a statue. I mean, they were... Nobody could see them. Obviously, somebody could because they dropped something on them. Allegedly. And then it moves forward from there. And they go back on the boat. And one thing that I like about both of these movies is they set up really well the... All the characters are shady. And all of them, the, the murder on the Orient Express in this one, both, it's all like everyone's always side-eyeing everyone. Mm-hmm. Even innocent people are acting very suspicious. These movies need these murder mysteries where it's a whodunit. Yeah. Everyone has to look guilty, even the innocent parties. And they do it really well. Yeah. Because I think the, I think the first act is, is decent. I think the second act is really good. The, from once the murder takes place and it's just him trying to figure out who did it and him questioning everyone and seeing how all that story plays out, mm-hmm. which is all the second act is. And then, then a few other characters die and you're like, oh, I thought it was him. Oh, no. And now he's dead. Oh, no, she's dead. I thought that was really good. The third act derails for me here mm-hmm. in this movie just as much as it does in Murder on the Orient Express. I'm far more dislike Murder on the Orient Express than I did this one. I would agree, but I still have I still have my qualms with it. Yeah, and we don't we're not going to go into we're kind of breaking it down a little bit in depth the last few minutes. But the middle is pretty much just like him questioning everyone, everyone having motives for what they did or why they didn't do whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, at what point did you know who did it? Um. A spoiler, Lynette dies. Lynette's dead. In... <clears throat> yeah. I called it about 40 minutes into the film. I leaned over to Mariah. I said, they're the ones who, that's who did it. Yeah. I, I pretty much had it pinned too, but I was really stuck up on the last movie. Mm-hmm. And wherever. Everyone, everyone was involved. The, at involved. The end of, spoiler alert, if you've never seen more Murder on the Orient Express, literally everyone had their hand in the murder of, the, of Johnny Depp. Yeah. It was death on the Nile all over the place in that movie. And now they're, they're out in the middle of this boat, and it's pretty, it's pretty much Murder on the Orient Express all the way. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, my, I wasn't thinking who did it come midway point. I was like just trying to figure out how are all of these people tied together. I was like, he's going to do the same thing. They're just mm-hmm. going to do the same thing. And I'm glad they didn't. And it does turn out to be uh, one or two characters. I'm trying to think of anything else in the middle that really stood out to me story-wise. I can't really think of anything. So we can jump straight to, like, the climax with the revelation. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh, again, doing great work. Doing great work. Delivering the, the, those lines of dialogue uh, phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Phenomenally. What did you think of the fruition? You said you called it. Did it play out the way you thought it would? Did you everything? I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that she didn't shoot him. Like how that all played out. I knew that Army Hammer and the other girl were in on it. Girl were in on it together, and it made trying to take her money. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Because the only other suspicion I had before that was her cousin. The one who wrote the will up and all that. The lawyer. The lawyer. Okay, yeah. Um, because she loved him. And he was being very or, suspicious. Yeah, he loved her. Yeah. And 
he had Which control of her yeah. will and everything. Yeah. So, uh, this one had characters in it where I was like, they were just there to be suspicion, mm-hmm. and they didn't come to anything. So it's just like by the end, I'm just like, okay, your character was kind of useless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the I thought Letitia Wright did a great job though. She was another element that I was like, oh yeah, she's she's firing all cylinders in this movie yeah. in terms of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie ends, yeah, again with the information coming out that it is Army Hammer and his old fiance love interest where they had planned it the entire time to just steal all of her money. And then it culminates in a lover's suicide. Yeah. Where they, she, the, the fiance just kills herself in Army Hammer in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. Very sure. I hated the way this movie ended. I hated it. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean... I feel like it's an ending that may play out in a book better than it does on film. Yeah. Because these are the issues. And let's just jump into it real quick. These are the issues that I have with this movie and with its prequel, Murder on the Internet Express. Especially the last one, because it's very egregious. That entire movie, Kenneth Branagh's character is all about like, I'm here for justice mm-hmm. and justice alone. And so he's preaching the whole time. I am here to bring the truth out and to punish those who, who are criminals. Yeah. Justice. He said the word justice a lot in that movie. Yep. And then everything unfolds and you're like, oh, crap, it's all of them. And there's a scene where they're all standing there. He's like, you're going to arrest all of us? What are you going to do? And he's like... No, I'm going to let all of you go. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's so counter everything you've been preaching this entire movie. Yeah. And it wasn't even like an arc where he's like, okay, the guy deserved it. He got what he... Nothing. No justice. Whether he's a good guy, whether he was a bad guy, and he was a pretty bad guy in that movie. Yeah. They all like took turns stabbing him to death. Yeah. At least a couple of them should have been charged with this murder, and everybody else should have been charged with this just like stabbing a corpse yeah. or whatever that. There, cor- yeah, there's something for that. Like, if you. You should have arrested all of those people. Yeah. And then in this one, he finds the people who did it, and it's tense for a few minutes. They've all mm-hmm. got guns on each other, and it ends in the same fashion of the two of them just take their own lives. So it's, it falls flat. You don't get any justice. And you don't feel like anyone's any better off. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody just got off the death on the Nile. And they're all just like, okay, well, that was just a, that was just a Tuesday. I'm going to go back to work, I guess. Well, and her cousin, who did attempt to murder them, when he pushed yeah. the rock off, he was like, are you going to arrest me? He's like, no. I know. Again. Which, okay, he didn't. There would be no point in arresting him. He didn't do anything other than admitting to attempted murder, though. Yeah, but that died. So I, I mean, I'm just like, why do these movies have to end in a fashion where nobody is, is, where the conclusion isn't satisfying for the audience? You know, because watching her kill them isn't satisfying for us. No, you know? I want to see the good guys win and the bad guys be punished. Yeah. It reminded me of, unfortunately, and I hate to make the correlation, but it reminds me of like someone who does a mass shooting. Yeah. 
and then kills himself afterward. And there's always, it always ends with like this pit of your stomach, like, oh, and no one's brought to justice because of this, because he chose to take his own life. There is no justice and there's no justice for the family. There's no closure for the families because this guy was still in control. And this movie ended in the same way. I'm just like, okay, well, there's, there was nothing. Right. Would the 22 revolver that she used to kill them, would it have fired through his body and killed her? That was my question. I was like, I don't know if that... Point blank range. Maybe. Yeah. Would they both have died? Maybe not. There's a lot of factors there. You're operating just off the premise of, okay, it was enough, you know? Yeah. But regardless, they were all getting off that boat. And he was just like, he was the concierge. Just like, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a good day. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Just another day in the office. That makes me feel like I wasted my time. All of that. Both movies. Yeah. And that's why I bring up that as soon as we watched this, we watched this on Friday, the next night I was like, we need to go watch Knives Out. Way better movie. (laughs) Way better whodunit movie. And regardless of whether you think it's a good movie or not, Knives Out, it is a way better whodunit. And how does that movie end? Justice. Justice. Because even the family are all disowned, have no money. The the guy who was cheating on his wife, get that gets found out, which was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. And so she deals with all of that. And then Chris Evans' character gets arrested and goes to prison. Yeah. It's such a satisfying ending. I don't know why these two movies end in a way where it's just like, eh, okay. Okay, that happened. Is it? And I never read the books. I'm assuming it's the books. But are they, is it accurate to the books? Is that how the books are written? And like you said, maybe they, the books court or. uh, Translate better. Translate better. Yeah. Like you can get into the the heart of the story a little bit more. But on film, that falls flat. At least the way the script was written, that falls flat. Yeah. They would have been better if she would have tried to get in a shootout and Portor or. Poirier. Poirier, thank you. If he'd have killed both of them, that would have been more satisfying. Yeah. Because he is the hand of justice in acting justice. Yeah. We didn't get any of that. My thing is, is if they knew they were going to kill her, why would they ask a detective to come on the shit? (laughs) I don't know. Like, they could have, so she was stalking them. Yes. They could have done that at any point. Yeah. Granted, they were waiting for the will to be signed mm-hmm. for her to put him in his will and things. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And granted, for the most of it, he showed up because his friend invited them. That's true. Annette Benning, great. I love Annette Benning, too, by the way. But they invited him on the death of the Nile. Yeah. They well, did. Lynette did. She was, okay. She was wanting him more. That's than- true. So uh, she invited him, not Simon. Yeah. Simon didn't want him there. No. It wouldn't make sense. Why would you want him there? Yeah. Like the yeah. world's greatest detective. Why yeah. would you want him on the ship? When you and if you're trying him? to get away with murder and you're okay with shooting people, why didn't you shoot him first? Because they offed his friend easy, which was a hard scene. That was a good scene. Because Army Hammer sitting there, his friend, his young friend, and then 
him, and then the girl's the one that shot him. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I can't get into the stories, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But I sit down and I watch Knives Out, and I've seen it maybe two or three different times, and I'm just, it's so well written and mm-hmm. so well directed and so well acted that I'm just in it the whole time. Yeah. The world works for me. Yeah. And these don't. And that's, a, that's another thing to look at, too, is I, a lot of whodunits, it's hard to revisit them because once you find out who did it. Very true. The story's done, which yeah. that's fine if it's yeah. a one-off movie. Yeah. Um, but the story on these aren't even, like you said, they're not great. And with Knives Out, you said you've watched it two or three times. If you can go back and revisit that one after you know who've done it, who's done it, that's a good movie. That's what I'm saying. Uh, not to mention, let's go, while we're talking, we're always talking, while we're talking. The cinematography was garbage. Yeah, it wasn't great. So much CGI, and it was blatant. Like, you could see the cutouts around the people. Like, they are plastic. They're mm-hmm. in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. You couldn't afford to go on location anywhere and film yeah. some of this. You don't even need to use Egypt. Just go to a desert somewhere. Yeah. It took. It drew me out so much. And again, the middle was the best part because it was confined to the, the ship or the boat. Yeah, the boat. Yeah. So that was the best elements, but that the beginning and the end, it was very obvious that you're like, oh, that pyramid is fake. Yeah. And you had him standing on it. I'm like, he's not standing on anything right now. The painting that the mother did looked more realistic than the pyramid. <laughs> so true. So true. That being said, I think the acting from everybody was pretty solid. Yeah. I do, for the most mm-hmm. part. I think, I think we said at the beginning, Army Hammer is not a great actor. I think he fits this time period and this role probably decent. Yes, because he uh, Netflix got that movie Rebecca, which is kind of like a mystery movie, and it's around the same time. And I thought he did fine on that as well. Yeah. Same type of character. Huh. Uh, I never seen it. I'm not good. a fan of him. Google it; you'll find out why. But uh, a, huh? A lot of like sexual assault. Yeah, no, I, I, he's not a good guy. Yeah, he's just not a very good person. Yeah. So, I, um, he's one of the, I can't de- detach that from watching him on screen because that's just who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a meh movie. I'll, yeah. I'll never watch it again. No. Never. I was bored for most of it. Would I recommend it? No. 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 Nope. I'd say go watch I, Knives Out. Go watch Knives Out. Or go watch Murder on the Orient Express because there was a lot less sexual stuff in that. (laughs) That's so weird to me. Yeah, that stuff isn't present. But I also think that the third act in this is better than the third act in that. Yes. So that's that's something you have to keep in mind Mm -hmm. because that movie ends so unsatisfyingly. This one is unsatisfying as well, but less unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate Yeah, because I want to like these movies. That being said, Kenneth Branagh is great. He's great as an actor. When he was like tearing up on on screen, I'm like, okay, he's in this. He's in it to win it. And I think they all were. Mm-hmm. That's just story was lacking. The story yeah. was lacking. Yeah. Which who wrote this? I mean, I mean who? Agatha Christie, obviously. <laughs> Did she? Did she? Writers. Michael Green wrote the screenplay. Screenplay. He's done Logan, Green Lantern. So there's Blade Runner. Blade Runner, though. He's done a lot of good stuff. Heroes. He did. Go- he worked on Gotham. Well, it has to just say, it has to go. Call of the Wild. 
Jungle Cruise. Oh, gosh. But he's like 50-50 on his stuff. He's not... A lot of TV stuff, but... Yeah. It has to just be that they were st- trying to stay connected to the story. Again, I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. And in trying to stay true to the story, it just doesn't translate well to screen. That's what I have to think happened. Yeah. Personally. Personal taste. Disagree. Let us know. What do you wow. Think? What are you looking at? Well, trivia on Agatha. Tri- Agatha Tristy. <laughs> Agatha Trivia. <laughs> Uh, over 2 billion copies of her books have been sold worldwide. Her book sales are surpassed only by the Bible and William Shakespeare. The Bible's up there. I've heard, I've heard about it. <laughs> Shakespeare, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Agatha Christie, though, wow. Yeah. Good. Good honor. Never read any of them, but nope. good honor. Do uh, you have anything else to say on this? That's all I got. I, unfortunately... I could sit here for another hour and talk about Knives Out if you want to, but I haven't watched it in a couple of years. So. Another day, yeah. Maybe when Knives Out Two comes out, Ooh. we'll watch them both yeah, and yeah. uh, kind of review them. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm... That's all I have to say. About. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review and comment. Uh, you can also check us out and listen to us on Google Podcast and Spotify. Um, if you want to look at our YouTube stuff, head over to YouTube and Popcorn and Coffee, and we put out weekly reviews of different TV shows on Disney Plus or uh, movies like that. We are currently doing Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to DM us and have any requests, you can go over to Popcorn and Coffee on Instagram and uh, shoot us a message and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, have a good week, you guys. Yep. Bye. Bye.